Publisher Podcast, episode 108. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this particular interview, which is me and two of my team members, and we're talking about all the things that have happened in the last 10 years, from where all of this started, to where we've gone, to authors we've worked with, to things that have happened along the way, lessons learned, power of community, and what's coming next. If you haven't gone over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events, make sure you check out what we have going on. It is a packed fall and it will just stay full of great opportunities to learn and grow in your writing, publishing, marketing, and professional development experience from now until the conference. So we hope you will go check those out. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. This is a fun and different event today because as you may or may not have seen on our marketing materials, we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary of uh, the publication of Sunshine After the Storm, a survival guide for the grieving mother, which is what started Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. So basically, it is our 10-year celebration this year of working with and for authors and all of the things that have come from that. And when I thought about, you know, doing a podcast episode around this topic and talking about my lessons learned. And I thought that'd be really boring if I just sit here and talk and talk and talk. So I asked my team members if they would like to join in and kind of have a conversation around all the things that have happened and where it began, how it's evolved and what we're doing. And hopefully throughout this process, you'll get some inspiration and nuggets of wisdom. And um, if nothing else, just have fun with us because we're fun people, right? So with me today, I have Raven Sangari and Casey LaCourt. And these two are my writer dies have been here with Kate, uh, uh, Raven forever. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure we're common law married by now. Um, and then Casey joined us a few years later, and both of them are uh, just absolutely instrumental to everything that happens behind the scenes with Write, Publish, Sell, with Purple Butterfly Press, with all of our beautiful Instagram and um, social media marketing, with all of our TikTok stuff, with all of our Women in Publishing Summit stuff. So um, I'm going to stop introing us now and and let y'all take it away and let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> all right. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, let's just start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. How did this all get started? Because you were, you're, you know, your former military, stay-at-home mom. Like, how did this transpire? How did you get here? Wow. Well, uh, most of you guys know my origination story about the fact that I was, um, I had been working full-time in counterterrorism and homeland security and um, decided to 
give a go at being a stay-at-home mom. And in that process, we decided to have our third child, which wound up being number three and four, unbeknownst to us, and was a big surprise. Well, without going into all the sad details, our, our girls were diagnosed with a syndrome called twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome at 20 weeks in utero. And uh, we I was hospitalized a lot. We had a big medical journey around that. They were born nine and a half weeks early, and then two days after their birth, Catherine passed away. And as you might imagine, there was a lot going on with that. I had a brand new baby in the NICU. She was born one pound, 10 ounces. My surviving twin, who's now very healthy and rambunctious, uh, almost 12 year old. And um, there was a lot to process between the time in the hospital, between the, the syndrome. And as I did my research on that and the lack of knowledge in the medical community, which was baffling, there was a lot of anger, there was a lot of resentment, and of course, the grief and having a five-year-old, a brand, my, my two-year-old had just turned to two weeks after the twins were born, and then a newborn with all of her health problems. So what I did was I started finding communities and I started finding ways to try and deal with this. And I found myself blogging and it was just, it was a great outlet for me. And I, I didn't want to blog under my name because I had a lot of stuff to say that I didn't know that I wanted anybody to know I was saying. Um, so I started a blog called, um, catbiggie.com, K-A-T-B-I-G-G-I-E.com. And that was for Catherine Bigworth, my daughter. And I started, what I saw as I started blogging and sharing all of this stuff, I saw how much my words resonated with people and other people that were going through similar things, either loss of an infant or loss of a pregnancy or twin to twin transfusion syndrome. I was sharing stories about TTTS to raise awareness and all of this stuff. And, and people, I saw the impact that my words had on people, but also the cathartic nature of writing all of those things was just tremendous for me. And after time passed, I had been in this blogging community. A lot of a lot of these bloggers, mom bloggers, all kinds of bloggers were starting to do anthologies. So this is when the big anthologies were just getting, were, were really starting to roll off the charts. Self-publishing was new. Everybody was jumping in there. And I participated in a couple of these and started learning about uh, the self-publishing process and anthologies and decided at that point in time that I wanted to do a book. And that's how Sunshine After the Storm was created. As knowing what we know, we know you started KBP as the imprint to publish under, but why did you decide to start it and go beyond just your book? And then why did you start PBP too, Purple Butterfly Press? Like why did you keep going? I guess. That's a great question. So KBP is Cat Biggie Press. So I had learned enough from, and I I credit Crystal Ponty, who was one of the directors of um of one of the anthologies that I participated in. And she kind of took me under her wing when I asked her, I said, I'm thinking about doing a book as well. And she gave me my first checklist on, you know, you need to do this and get a cover designer and find an editor and all these things. And as part of the process, as I was doing my research, I realized the importance of an imprint. So having a name beyond just your name when you publish your book. So I thought long and hard at that point in time, I had no idea I was going to create an entire publishing house around it, but I knew that I wanted an imprint associated with those books. So I'd been blogging under Cat Biggie. I wanted to keep Catherine in the forefront of everything that I was doing. So it just made sense to create the house Cat Biggie Press. 
Well, what happened after we published that first book was, was two things. The first was that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. This is a giant enigma figuring out all of this publishing stuff. It's a billion things to do and all this stuff. And it really, I like solving puzzles. That was what I did in the military as an Intel officer was solve puzzles. So I started doing more books and we started the lose the Cape brand. Remember that way back in the day. Um, oh. So I, I got together with some other bloggers, uh, well, with one other blogger and we co-authored a book called lose the Cape realities from busy modern moms and strategies to survive. And I was like, this is so much fun. I love doing this. We interviewed all these moms and we pulled together all our data and we got a fun um, illustrated cover. And, and before illustrated covers were even a thing, I might say, and um, trendsetter. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and we were, we were putting together this book and I launched that book and with the launch of the second book and also some carryover from the grief community from people who had found me as I was doing Sunshine After the Storm, people started coming to me and saying, I also want to write about my loss or uh, for grieving parents or for this or that. And so I remember my my very first client, Natalie Himmelrich, she is the author behind a book for grieving parents. And and I, I walked her basically through the entire process of doing her book and getting it published. And I taught myself how to use um, InDesign so I could format and lay out her book for her. And I learned all the things for loading the book. So naturally, as, as I started help, as word got out, I guess, because you talk about it and people found out about it, then others started coming forward with me. And that's really when Write, Publish, Sell came very, very quickly after the publication of Sunshine After the Storm, because Natalie's book was right behind mine. So I started basically documenting and created a blog and, and just started writing all of this stuff out for other people who wanted to follow the journey too. And so we started bringing in a lot of self-publishing assist clients. I say we, but at the time it was just me. And then I found Nancy um, and she came in and started assisting me, which made all the difference in the world. And we were able to take on more clients and do more things. And, um, and I realized as I was working with a lot of these authors that we could do all of the preparation for them. We could do all their files. We could get everything ready. We could load it. But then after that, it was gone. And a lot of these books, I just, it was in their hands. And a lot of the authors didn't have the time to do the stuff with them that they needed or wanted to do because they weren't publishers. And they just, you know, now they had this book that had been produced and launched. And, um, and some of these books, I was just like, this book is so special. I want to continue being a piece of it. So then I started asking people if they wanted to come on board um, under the Cat Biggie Press imprint. And in the beginning, we kind of operated as a vanity press for several different authors where we did all the work, we put our name on the book, but they self-published. Um, so it was a positive vanity press. There's a lot of bad stuff on vanity presses, but but we were we were doing the work for them and then putting it under our umbrella, if you will. But they they kept all their royalties. They were um, doing a lot of things. And then we started the hybrid press approach where we actually kept authors the, the, the full way and started bringing authors in under that route. And then for Purple Butterfly Press, in 2018, people just kept coming to me with questions about children's books. And finally, I had the manuscript sent to me, uh, the fully illustrated, just absolutely gorgeous book, Princess Monroe and Her Happily Ever After. It's all girl power. It's a, just this, I mean, incredibly gorgeous book, all watercolor illustrations. Yeah. And I was like, there is 
no way I'm letting this book out of my hands, but we need a new imprint because I want, you know, children's books are their own beast. So Purple Butterfly Press was born. And by that point in time, Raywin was on the team. Um, Casey wasn't with us yet, but would come on shortly, a year or two late after that. But that's, you know, we wanted what I realized early on in the process, and I can't take full credit from this, this, I was also starting to do the, the virtual conferences and I was interviewing all of these incredible authors and publishers and industry experts. And what we realized early on was that in order to market books well, they have to have their own lanes and you can't easily throw in grief and inspiration and transformation books with children's books and be able to market them as effectively. Yes. That's when my million Instagram accounts for <laughs> just right published sell began. Yes. Yes. At first yes. It was just right published sell and it was just Cat Biggie press. And then, oh, purple butterfly press women in publishing summit. Um, <laughs> all the things it's, it's all like the things. it's like the sham wow it's like but wait there's more you know like people always like you're you're done, but wait we got another one chrysalis press we got another one. Oh, let's, add, let's add in another one just for fun <laughs> the cool thing is you know i i often talk to people about how important it is to focus in on one thing and learn how to do that thing right and do that really well and then add things and well we totally blew that advice out of the water but it's how i learned that that's the right thing to do but the cool thing from it though is that because we had our hands in so many pots i mean raywin at the time we were also building websites for people I mean, we were copywriting and writing blog posts. For, I mean, we were doing all everything, all the things, and um, and and we we learned to try and and focus and niche down a bit. But but the neat thing about that though is that it's taught us, I believe, a very very unique set of skills around a whole bunch of things that I think help us support authors even better because we have all this knowledge into all these things that you don't find very often under one publishing house or one publishing consultant. <laughs> yeah. It's painful I, to get there, but we was. learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. It was a fun process going through all of it. I mean, it still is, but like those beginning stages when social media was changing so fast. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's still changing fast now, especially with TikTok. But I feel like there was a period where it was just like, bam, 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 bam. Like no one knew what strategy to do. And yeah, yeah. it was the wild, wild yeah, best. Cyber free for all. Right. And then TikTok <laughs> came into the picture and we're like, oh no, not another one. But, but that's why I tapped out and we got Casey. <laughs> love, I love reading TikTok. Like it's not even healthy. Like I'll just be like, oh, I got a TikTok notification. Four hours later, I come up from my phone and I'm like, I'm like completely confused, but I know all this other really, really random stuff. Yes. So, all the things. Love TikTok. So, but I, I getting back, getting back to the 10 year anniversary point, I, I love how something that so that was so difficult and so hard for you that you built something that's helped so many other people and, and, and not just with the grief and loss community and transformation and healing, but just all the different memoirs that we've put out, all the different um, mm -hmm. children's books about inspiration and self-love and self-esteem and social emotional learning. How it's just, it, it's crazy to me how some, at one point something happened in your life. And then from that grew so much. Yeah. So, so I've given all the different projects and all the different things that, that you've done and, and had, had part of, 
Um, do you have a few that are your favorite? Oh, Maybe. wow. And don't um, forget the novels. Don't forget the novels. Yeah, like the, fan the fantasy novels, the, yeah. You know, the, it's, the it's been such an interesting journey. And it's funny, as we were um, building our 10-year page on the website, which I can't say we, as Raywin built it, what a beautiful page tool. But we we have a, a place that's got a little, um, Raywin included a little place that's like a slideshow of some of our books and going back and thinking about some of those and the and the books that we've been in. I mean, I don't think we put the compassion code in our um in our list of lineups, but I mean the the number of like truly helpful books, navigating the unknown that Amy Lands wrote. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful book to be able to give to a parent who's been told not a beautiful thing at all that their that their child is terminal and all the things that that mother needs and parents need to know to do to prepare themselves that's that I would have to say that one gives me chills just talking about um Pascal's book surviving like, uh, the unimaginable yes yeah, surviving the unimaginable book with un unimaginable which is stories of grieving mothers you know those are the the grief books that we've been able to put out but the memoirs too i mean not all of them are 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 sad we do have some from grieving mothers like leah melee's um book that came out um last year or two years ago um then natasha carlo's children's book happy tears and rainbow babies which oh. is just such a beautiful story to be able to tell your children if you've had miscarriages prior to those children she tells the stories of the babies that came before but was even more beautiful about that is that i had several friends my friends who reached out and said you know what there are no resources for women of color or very few resources like this for women of color around miscarriage and just like that 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 was a beautiful resource to be able to be a part of to to give them something and, and you know the representation having people have their representation there's just been there's just been amazing things we've done a lot of really fun books for um entrepreneurs i love both of julie ball's books were just so much fun to work on the happy hustler which was her book for entrepreneurs for female entrepreneurs with lots of stories around like how people are building their businesses and then she did her subscription box basics book that followed up on that um, we got a uh, mindset shift with Tanya, um, Tanya's book. And then of course we have all of the, um, the novels that we, we got our hands into and then realized really quickly, oh boy, like marketing a novel again, like marketing a children's book, completely different situation. I loved, um, working with the YA books that we had and with the thriller suspense with Emily, Emily's thriller suspense book, um, the truth about unspeakable things. And just like, it's just, it's just been, it's just so fun how one project has led to another. We brought in Jerry Hilger, who is an, who is, is an author in her seventies when she published what originally was meant to be her mother's memoir, but then she wound up making it a fiction novel about nurses during World War II so that she can incorporate her own imagination of things that may have happened since she didn't have every detail called our duty. Um, I mean, we've just, we've, we've done some, some paranormal romance support of paranormal romance. We've just, we've, we've really covered the gamut. Um, so it's, it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, I would say, obviously my favorite is, uh, is the, the, the OG, the origin of everything, Sunshine After the Storm, a survival guide for the grieving mother. But because of the impact that it's, that it's had and the, the emails that I've gotten, the, the reviews that I see on, on Amazon and on other review sites, and just, it accomplished what we wanted it to do, which was to leave the message that you're not alone 
and that, you know, even though this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, there is, there's, there's brightness that can come in the future. And also, I guess this is a great time to, you know, announce officially that after many years of working on a, a companion journal, we now have the Sisterhood of the Healing Hearts um, Grief journal, journal for Grieving Mothers, which is designed by Margaret Coswell. And it is just stunningly beautiful. It's just the design is gorgeous, though the work in it is gorgeous. And I, I'm really excited to bring kind of my story full circle on that grief and loss and bringing this journal in, which is really the things that I that I did to heal. I think the most beautiful thing about that is that my daughter's name is on all of it and that she's here every single day and she's a part of every single one of these books, whether she knows it or not. And to me, that is, it's a really, you know, we talk a lot about your why and, and what keeps you going every single day. Well, I can tell you, you know, knowing that that's the, the impetus behind everything keeps me going on, on dark days, on the, on the heavy days, on the like, why am I doing this? Oh yes. I remember why I'm doing all of this because I know that whether it's a children's book or a memoir or a grief book or a fiction book, writing is cathartic. Writing helps people heal. It not only helps the, the, the author, but it helps the recipients as well. So that's really one reason answer. I'm so excited for this journal. Because it's one thing to read something and to, you know, absorb it and process it and have it help you. Totally valid, super helpful, fantastic. But I, I think now we're learning so much more how much journaling helps and mm -hmm. working through and making making those lessons your own. And like, but like in the moment, like what is this you're working through? And it's because it's not just a pretty journal with affirmations, like it's guided. It helps you work through some stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm real excited for it. I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm going to hold it in my hand. Yeah. It's, I can't wait for it either. I just, they're sending me the print proof soon and I just, I cannot wait to have it, but it is on pre-order. We'll make sure the link is in the show notes, <laughs> but you know, um, it's, but, but writing it's, it's, it doesn't have to be about grief. Right. I remember one of the most, um, one of the most impactful things that I heard from an attendee at the women in publishing summit in, not 2020, because we slid right under before the lockdown, but in 2021, I don't know if y'all were in this networking session or remember this one particular woman, but she brought me to tears. She said, I want to tell you that my husband wants to send you flowers. I have been so depressed. I have been just basically in my chair the last six months, just not wanting to do anything. And she said, and this four days, I think it was five days that year has like lifted me up so much. I'm writing again. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm out of my chair. And it's just been, you know, so writing and community, like that's the other thing, the community around other writers is, um, I, that's to me, one of the most beautiful, beautiful things that has come out of everything is maybe not necessarily an individual book, but the impact that we all can have together when we come together as community and share and go through. because you know what, there's nobody in my life that in my like IRL life, if you will, that that's a writer. I have one, I have one friend who's a writer and, and, um, people that I knew prior to writing, I should say, uh, lots of friends that are writers now, but um, nobody in my circle of friends, when I go on a girl's weekend with my friends from high school or anything that really know and understand the challenges of writing and the frustrations and the fears and, and all of those types of things. So to get together with other people who get it is, is really special and to encourage each other and, 
empower each other and support each other through the processes. I feel like that's what sets us apart with the Women in Publishing Summit. It's really the number one thing that sets us apart from all the other. Mm -hmm. I attend a lot of conferences and literary, I like like fantasy conferences and literary. So I just like learning stuff. Everything's Mm -hmm. always changing and evolving. But the one thing that we are doing that I'm not seeing anywhere else is that continued sense of community even after it's over. Yes. Building relationships with other yes. writers virtually, but like, I'm like you, I don't have anyone in my real life that I see every day. That's a writer. Yeah. That wow. understands when you're like, oh my gosh, this character, I think I'm going to have to kill them. I don't want to kill them. Or I mean, or, or I'm or stuck. Like, I didn't I'm want stuck. him to do that. And they're right. like, you created him. It doesn't mean he listens to me. <laughs> Or understands all the voices in our heads all the time, you know? (laughs) So Alexa, how did you get to that point of wanting to do the Women in Publishing Summit? Although that wasn't the first name of it, but what got you to that point to do even your first virtual summit? Well, so um, I love training. I love teaching. I love collaborating. I love pulling in other people and learning from them and doing all the things. And the virtual summits really started to take off, I want to say in 2014, 2015. So I was attending a bunch of these online conferences and I just thought they were amazing. As a stay-at-home mom with zero budget to travel and with three not even all of them in school yet children. Like there was no way I was going anywhere to any conference. So all of a sudden there's all this opportunity for me to learn from all these authors. So I remember attending this one conference in particular, I think in 2016. And I remember looking at the panel of uh, of the speaker lineup. And then in particular, this one panel, and I'm like, it's all dudes. There's nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you, some of my biggest mentors, Tom Morcas, um, they're like, I have some, uh, some, so, uh, lots, Dave Chesson from Kindle Printer. I have lots of, of male, um, of male mentors. I know they're just everywhere space. all the time though. But, but you know, <laughs> it was like, I was like, but here I am. And I don't feel like anybody is representing my voice. Speaking of representation, it's not always about, you know, sometimes it's about just gender, like, or, or, or how we identify, I should say is probably a better, a better way to put that. I didn't see anybody who identified as me (laughs) or like me. And I thought to myself, this is really sad because here I am a couple years into my business now, and I'm working with all these amazing women. I'm working with authors. I was being coached. Um, at the time I had been coached by Brooke Warner. Um, I had met Kathy Mice at some point in time. Like I saw all these just amazing women. I met Fazia Burke at, um, at book, um, book expo America in 2017. Like I'm just surrounded by all these incredible women. I'm like, why aren't they here and represented? So that's how, but, but before that though, I skipped a step. Um, I was attending all these conferences and I thought, what a great way one for me to learn. I was like, how can I, this would be just incredible. If I'm interviewing all these people, I'm going to learn all of their stuff. So I did the first year was just a wild, wild, um, big, big, big party that we threw online for basically anybody who wanted to write anything. We had people talking about blogging. We had people talking about writing for the media. We had people talking about podcasting. I mean, it was just anything related to creatives basically was in there, but 
again, shout out to some of the, the people who, who, who paved the way for those of us in the industry. Joanna Penn said yes to being a speaker and she was already famous. She, everybody knew who Joanna Penn was, why she said yes to my little first time conference. I have no idea, but I'm forever grateful to her. And, you know, we just had tons. I of remember wonderful, that. Yeah. I was, was so excited. Cause I knew who she was. She was like one yes. of the first like author people that I knew. And I was like, Yes, it was, it was so exciting. And, and so we brought, we brought, yeah, totally. I mean, when I interviewed her, I was like, I don't know if I can interview you. I'm not like having a rock star moment here, <laughs> but she was amazing and still is amazing. Um, but, you know, we had, we had all these, uh, all these presentations, this giant conference and it cost so much money to put together. And I was like, this, this is, this is wild. Like I cannot, I will never recuperate all the money that I just invested into this. And what am I doing wrong? Well, then I started, I, I um, took some courses. I took the virtual summit mastery. And then I met Tom Morcas and he came on as, as my mentor. And I went through his training program. And um, in the meantime, I did a second, I did a second one the next year and I funneled it way down, made it way, way, way smaller. My dad, unfortunately um, got, he had been ill for a long time, but he wound up going, having a lot more significant problems and passed away right in, during the window that we were doing all of this. So it was a very, very small conference, but we still carried it on. And then in that time, I met Tom and started going through his program. And he was very clear on really tar really knowing who you're speaking to and, and challenged each of us to think, you know, what is your, what is your niche? What is the area that you really want to be known for? Who are you really who are you really talking to? And I had just attended that conference where there were no women. And I was like, what do y'all think about having a women in publishing summit? And I don't know that I asked that, or if I just told them, I think I, was, I said, I think I'm just going to narrow it down on women. It was really funny because I think it was only me and one other woman who were in the course. And, and the guys were actually, they were so supportive. They were like, that's a great idea. We'll be your affiliates. We have lots of ladies in our audience and all this stuff. So we, um, we started doing some branding around it and started kind of floating the idea. And in August of 2018, we we announced that there would be a Women in Publishing Summit and started doing our, our marketing for that. And um, sometimes timing and world events are your best friend because then it was October, 2018 when the Me Too movement started. And I'll never forget that because it started while we were at uh, one of Dana's conferences, the Dana Mostaf, the Boss Mom Conference. The boss, in, that was the one. Yeah. yeah. In Charlotte. In, in Charlotte. And everyone's like, what's happening? Look at Twitter's blowing up all this hashtag me too. What is going on? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I mean, it's horrible what's happened to these women. And obviously, but now is the time, right? And that was the big thing. The time is now let's do this. And, and so we leaned, we leaned hard into that messaging and, um, and you know what, it was, it was the right thing to do because what we wanted to do was to create an environment where women can talk about more than just writing to, we, and that's why we focus on the mindset. That's why we do all the networking. That's why we, you know, have silly discussions, not silly discussions, important discussions about why it's what makes us different as women and those who identify as women, when we're discussing the challenges that we face as we're writing, publishing, and selling our books. So, um, you know, that it's just grown from there. And I think that it's, it's really, we bring back what we put out into this universe for sure. And we have really brought in a lot of people who, who really love that messaging and love that, that idea. And, um, and it, it creates a beautiful, 
just a, a, a beautiful group of women who are so supportive of each other. And we've had some people that weren't very supportive, but we tend to get rid of them quickly because, um, I you mean, know. and I came on kind of new just a few years ago and I'm, I have been told I can be a lot <laughs> and they have just been the nicest and they tolerate all my shenanigans and like this community of women that have, they're just, I haven't had a single bad experience working with them and, and enjoying their company and even the coffee chats to yeah. the, to the really good questions and like even little things of just being so kind and, and thankful and like, you know, appreciative of what we're all the work we put in and just telling their really great stories. And I've just, they've been amazing. Well, I think it's also important to, to note something else that happened around this time and we did our fourth anthology book, which was all about activism. And I interviewed Desiree Peter Campbell, who I had also met at a conference. And she was doing this, um, these chat and choose where she was really important for her to bring together people that were not like each other and to have these conversations and to show each other, you know, and I learned without going into a whole long segue on that. Um, I, I started really hearing a lot of things that, that resonated really strongly with me in terms of like how I felt about other people and how, you know, the whole picture on not just women's voices not being represented, but marginalized voices in general, and the messaging that the strong and powerful messaging that was coming out from a lot of people and then the key things that they were doing. So that also became a really important piece for us is incorporating voices being heard voices that often didn't have a larger stage and 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 that to me i think especially with like the inclusion of rashonda pratt and um e danielle butler and uh, just so many of our incredibly wonderful speakers that have come in through that through that outreach as well has just been amazing i think that was the year we really were um we started to actually be very choosy on who we accepted as a speaker. And that's, I think, when the speaker application process probably like got real heavy for you because we had so many people applying and that well, you know why? Because somebody called me out. I I reached out to someone and was like, I would love you to be a speaker at my conference. And she said to me, and kudos to her because this advice changed my world. She said to me, why would I want to be part of your conference or represent your conference? There's not very many people that look like me on it. And I was like, oh no, I've failed. And it was, it was, it was a very valid, valid, valid point. And so, yes, so, so we did start, um, you know, cause it's, 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 this is, this is important to me. And if people don't understand this in our community, then we are failing in our messaging that it's, it's not just about having a place where we can come together, but it's so much of a place of where we make sure that voices that are not being heard have the opportunity to be heard and celebrating the accomplishments because uh, together we rise and, you know, if women and, 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 you know, I apologize to anyone, I'm try, we try so hard to be inclusive and it's, it gets tricky and I'm not trying to be a jerk if I don't always say it, but, but we are open to women and anyone who identifies as a woman way. If this is the place where you feel you fit, we want you. I think that's the best way to say it, you know, but it, I've got it, a sticker that just says y'all means all. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, we don't want to, and, and, you know, we get asked the question, are men 
men allowed to attend? Of course, men are allowed to attend, but our, our goal is to have at least 98% of the speakers. Uh, it, some of our sponsors are, are men. And that is because we don't want to limit some of the wonderful tools and resources that are available, but we do try to make sure that our conference celebrates, encourages, and brings a light on on the voices that aren't necessarily being widespread. Okay, so, but moving on to, you've got, okay, let's run through it. You've got the consulting calls. You've got helping people one-on-one. You've got the women, uh, the right published cell, Cat Biggie Press, Chris, Purple Butterfly Press, Chrysalis Press, the Women in Publishing Summit, uh, the Women in Publishing <laughs> Membership, where it, WIP school. WIP school. WIP school. Yeah. Of course. So, so, okay. So, so because I know you, what's next? Because there's always something. Oh, you know, <laughs> there's that's always, a, there's always, that's a great it's question. not something new. It's always an evolution of something. Like something's always changing. Well, that's, that's what it's like to be an entrepreneur, right? You're always looking. And I think that I am like, I am, I am an entrepreneur through and through and through and through. I'm very passionate about what we do, but I'm passionate about creating. Uh, the tools, the systems, the courses, the whatever it is that that there's a need for. So as long as there's uh, continues to be a need for the Women in Publishing Summit, we will we will try to answer that need. It does get to be a bigger and bigger bear every year. So I would say if I were to pick one thing that's next, you'll probably see us focusing more in one area than another and trying to do that thing that I tell other people to do, which is to focus in and to lean in. Because the reality is I can't continue doing all the things that we've been doing, not as they're growing. What I would like to do is I'd like to get, I'd like to form a lot more collaborations and maybe pull, there's a lot of other people doing very similar things. And instead of us having um, these competitive conferences and and uh, other things, I would love to be more um, doing other things with other people. Carrie Ray Barnum and I have new shelves. We've already hatched a plan for doing a couple of live events next year together. Um, and and I love the idea, idea of doing things of that nature that maybe aren't, maybe we won't always have a four-day conference. Maybe we'll have more mini conferences throughout the year where we can dig into micro topics. For example, this November, yeah, <laughs> this November, we're going to do our first AI mini conference because the topic is just so hot. So keep an eye out for the marketing on that. We've got um four really great speakers lined up to cover the gamut from legal to um, using AI for your marketing to, you know, the, the the goods and the bads of AI, right? But four very balanced um, presentations on what authors and publishers need to know about, about the stuff happening in, in, with AI right now. So, you know, it's hard because I, I love doing all the things. I love, love, love being with people and doing, like I said, the training, um, you are yes. a natural born teacher. You do light up when you're when you're when you're when you're when somebody asks you a really good question, <laughs> explaining it to them and like what you've learned and how you learned it and what you tried and here's this resource and here's this there's this company that does this that helps with that problem. You just yeah. 
too. You really enjoy the training and the teaching aspect of it. I do. I love it. Um, a couple of other things that we have in the pot. We I'm working with Brian Barney of Book Ads, and we've created a directory of of author assistants. So anybody who is offering services to authors right now, it's not really meant to be a publisher's marketplace, but we're working on how we can incorporate in the publishers in our community. Um, but like, if you run Facebook ads for people, if you do social media, if you write email sequences, if you're a traditional um, assistant, administrative assistant, if you can offer any of these services, editors, graphic designers, all of those types of things, we are building a site where we can send our audiences of authors to find the people in the community that that can help them as they're marketing and growing. And then that the, is one, like the number one question we get. Oh my is, gosh, all the time. Find an editor I can trust. How do I, where do I find a cover designer other than Fiverr? Right. You know? Can I right. pay you to do this? That's the right. way. Can't, can't I, you do my you? social media for you? No. Media? No, I can't. I can't. I can't do your social media for you anymore. <laughs> I'm out of that. We're out of that. Line. Done that. We are. Raywin's already running 72 accounts for me. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then the other thing that is huge on my heart to um, incorporate in some retreats because I know that retreats are not for everyone and they're pricey. They are luxury, but that's why that in some way, you know, you can do a variety of types of retreats, but I've been to a couple of luxury retreats and um, I'm all in and trying to make something like that happen. It's good for the soul. It's good for the creativity. It's good for so many things, but I really, really, really want to do some in-person retreats. And we, and we, we were planning something in Italy, but I looked at the plane tickets for Italy for April and May of next year. And it's bonkers. So um, we're probably going to look stateside to do something fun next year where we can come together as writers, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as publishers, as whoever the group winds up being, but really focusing on resting and so that you can, so that you can recuperate that, that um, creative side and then relaunching and doing all the things to help you grow your business. I have really found that my superpower really is in helping people move their business forward where, wherever that is, whether it's a marketing strategy for an author, I just coached somebody through, um, you know, all the marketing stuff she needed to do for her virtual summit today. Like I love helping people identify streams of revenue and how they can implement the, I, I just love it. I, I have uh, ideas out the puzzle solving. Yes. The, it's the puzzle solving. Do. Yes. So probably moving more in that direction, but I mean, I've just laid out about a 72 year plan of activities. And you know, so, so in 20, yes, in 2024, <laughs> what I can tell you is there will still be conferences. There will still be events. We have a whole lineup of sponsors that we are just so excited to bring in front of you in our monthly webinars and our training workshops. We've got lined oh, up the membership. The membership, like yes, all the stuff. Yeah, so 2024 will be more of the same, plus at least one live event and Busy Bee, which we hope will really um, that we can really take off. And through that, we've got even big plans around that. I mean, we really want to create some training programs for the assistants who come into it, so that we feel confident that they have a baseline of publishing knowledge when they're working with authors, because it is just different working with authors to market books than it is almost anything else. I mean, marketing is marketing, but you, you have to know and understand some key things about the industry to help a, a, an author really do well. So, so many things, so many things. I don't know. We should put a poll and say of this list of things, what should we do first? <laughs> I vote retreat I, because we did that. <laughs> 
We did we, that we retreat want another for us. Retreat. Mm. <laughs> With our team retreat. And I will say, I think yeah. that's the most productive I've ever felt. It was amazing, like, wasn't it? Just literally but- sitting there with people that I normally work with virtually, in person, in real time, troubleshooting. What are we doing? How do we move forward? Oh, here's this hiccup. And then somebody's like, nope, do that. And we're like, yes. And it was just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And it was energizing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have the podcast, which we're on right now. I'd really love to grow that more. And um, we're gunning towards a hundred thousand downloads, which I hope will hit sometime soon. And that's exciting. And and I'm, I want to speak more because of that love of, of passion of getting out and sharing my knowledge. So I just got notified that I'm, I'm accepted for my very first, like, well, I've done speaking in live events, but this is like the first big conference um, that I'm going to be a speaker at, um, as a speaker, speaker, not a panelist, not a workshop, but like a speaker, speaker, um, at the creative con, um, in February in Chicago. So that will be February 17th and 18th. I think if anybody wants to be in Chicago that weekend, so we're going to Chicago, um, nice. we're going to Chicago. Um, so, you know, there's just, that's, that's the, that's the hard part about being a creative entrepreneur is that the ideas just don't stop. And my challenge right now is to not kill my team. Um, as I just throw more and more on them, be like, okay, we're doing this. Okay. Next week, we're also going to do this. So add in another, you know, you know, whatever, but, um, at the heart of it though, is, is the goal and mission of helping authors and publishers get to the next level. Like whatever we do that, that, that is the mission behind it all, but this is fun. This is exciting. And I love, I love what I do. So I hope to being able to have an idea and then pivot and then Mm -hmm. make it a reality and then watch it grow um, and, and there's, there's good and bad. I get that. Right. Publish, sell and women in publishing summit is fulfilling. Oh, so you much. Know? At, so at the much. end of the day, like it's not even just the testimonials or like the things people say, it's like holding the book in your hand. Like what, yes. I have, what do I have next to me? I have a uh, pieces falling next to oh. me. Oh holding my gosh. Another amazing Like I, we, we supported the author who did this, you know, yes. like we supported her and for all y'all who don't know, peace, if pieces falling is the memoir by Ann Van Hind, whose husband was a firefighter in New York city on nine 11 and he perished on that day. And she's written a beautiful, beautiful memoir. And absolutely. We were just all of those. I mean, Toby Doerr's book, I know she went with Grace Point Publishing, but you know, we were, we, she was, she's a part of our community. I mean, just, I could sit here all day long and just rattle off the, the, the wonderful books that are being produced and put into the world that are helping people every single day. Not even just the books, but the, 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 the people, the women that we're helping, even if their books never sell a single one. Yeah. A lot of these women are just, it's something they want. Yes. They've you've always wanted. And it's like, I can't do it by myself. I yeah. don't know how. And it's like, okay, we can help. We can show you how to do this. We can show you how to do that. These women are figuring out male or light. They're mm-hmm. like, they're into it. In their eighties, by the way. Videos like being able to, yeah, I'm getting some of them on TikTok. Yes, um, yes. Being able to like, put themselves out there and accomplish a goal that they've always had yeah. is already, you're already winning. Book no, aside, you're already winning. Just, if you are setting a wonderful experience and you're accomplishing it. 
And I know we've talked a lot about the nonfiction and the children's books, but fiction books are so are so important too. And the messaging that comes through those and the healing that can, that can come through those. I mean, I wrote Four Days in Paris, which is a very light romance, rom-com, but that was my healing process through my divorce and through COVID. So, you know, it's, it's not just about the heavier books too. It's like the rom-coms. I mean, I read so many rom-coms through that period because I just wanted light and easy and I wanted to laugh. And I love that. And I will always be a fan of rom-coms because of the ability to just make me giggle um, all the time. So, you know, words have power, our books have power. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy that to the point earlier that I was able to take something that could have shut me down and left me in a ball, uh, you know, not, not functioning for years. And th that instead I was given the motivation, the inspiration and the community, the community that, that helped me do something else with it. 10 years. Hopefully we got 10 more in us before I drive everybody crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, this has been fun. It's so fun to go yes. back and think about all that's happened and, and, and gosh, all the things along the way and all the people and all the events and, oh, wow. I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for my team and, and all that you all have done in this process as well, because I certainly would not be here without you guys. So you can't do it without a team, which is another big motto of ours. You need, you need, you need support community and 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 paid support <laughs> so well thank you all for interviewing me this was so much fun I enjoyed it yay uh, so much yay. fun yay 10 years. ten years yay make sure you go check out our our 10 year um celebration page that Raywin so beautifully made and check out the link to the journal if you know of anybody um, who could use that or you can purchase one. Um, we'll have an option for people to purchase them to be donated because as part of my nonprofit, I send um, care packages to grieving mothers at no charge to them. But as you can imagine, it's uh, expensive to do that. So we're always looking for donations for that and uh, and and on our website we'll be able to sell the book about ten dollars um, less than the retail price everywhere else. So um, we'll make sure that the links to all of that is there. And I hope you just I hope you are enjoying this community and that you'll continue to join in on the webinars and and join us in the conference in March. It's going to be another just incredible lineup and and wonderful event and. Finally, I guess the last, I feel like I'm giving an Emmy speech now, but um, that the, the biggest gratitude obviously goes to our community because we could build whatever we wanted to build, but if you weren't here and part of it, it would not be the same. And we love, we love our community and we love working with our authors and our publishers and our freelancers and industry professionals and are just so grateful to you all too. So thank you. All right. Well, that wraps it up, I guess. Thank you for listening. And if you're loving the podcast, I would ask you to share it. Um, as with books and reviews, reviews on podcasts are, are the way that we get more uh, people in our community. So make sure you go over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events to see all the amazing things that we have coming up. And, um, and we'll see you at our next event. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.